Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tuesday morning, 8 a.m., we welcome in the Sabres head coach. Game night tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And on the Western Hotline is Sabres head coach Don Granado. Don, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're all right. You know, we're uh, we're cruising through a uh, a, a Tuesday mm-hmm. following a Bills win, where you know people people get emotional about it. You know how it goes. There are there are there are pretty wins. There are ugly wins, but wins are wins, right? It's all about winning, and uh, yeah, that was that had to be exhausting. Think about how exhausting it was to to be part of the team and go through that, but. Uh... A win's a win. Yeah, which that's what everyone needs. So, but you guys are home against Tampa tonight, a seven thirty faceoff, and um, I would imagine you you might have a similar feeling of of needing a win after an zero and two start to the season. Yeah, I, I think wins are coming. I mean, I I fully uh, have full confidence in that. I, I like uh, where we're at. Um, you know, I, I don't know what we were last year. I think we might have been five and two, or but we were off to a pretty good start last year. Um, and, and, you know, obviously some components of that, you get a bit of false sense of confidence and, uh, we're owing two, uh, to start, but I don't see it as any bad thing at all. I, I, I like our, uh, it's, we've had, and we show massive growth, uh, since a year ago. Um, I think it's just a matter of time before we, uh, get in sync here. Uh, and get moving, but I like the acquisitions that uh, the players, Kevin and, and management, brought in. Uh, they're fitting in well. Um, you know, the tone and the vibe is still very strong, and even stronger, obviously, uh, in the locker room. You know, our guys were very excited before the season, uh, but nervous to get it going. I think now they get it going. They see a little video each day. Uh, they realize um, the work that needs to be done to to get back into sync and. Um, it's fun to get that process going, finally. Yeah. Don, when it comes to it, let's go. you played two games so far. I want to go back to the Ranger game and ask you a little bit about that because it seems to be, I mean, as uh, you're talking about how exhausted it must be, the Bills must be to go through that loss, uh, or go through that win, I should say. And as a viewer watching the Ranger game, you know, the 1-3-1, it's exhausting a little bit as a fan to watch that. And I wonder if you think that that's just, you know, beating a, a system like that when you're, you fall down early, is that a... 
a maturity that has to come with your team in time? Well, I mean, you're always going to want your team to mature more and more. But let's not misinterpret. I don't think we're an immature team. Um, so to answer you, you know, to answer your question, I think that's that's you have to think of it that way. We're certainly not an immature team. I think anybody would have had a challenge on opening night in your own building with a real defensive-minded playoff-type hunker down. You know, they blocked 22 shots. I don't think you can do that on a nightly basis and stay healthy in this league for 82 games. Uh, But but they came in and executed it. I watched them last night, and they didn't play the 1-3-1 nearly as much as they did in here. I also consider it, um, you know, teams are respecting us more. They're trying to clog things up more. And I think they came in and, and said, you know, their, their coach was in Washington last year and they, they were challenged with us and our skill and speed. And I think they just said, hey, this is the game plan tonight. Uh, we can't play a run and gun game. And we want to slow it down and bore the crowd and everything like that strategically. Yeah. And, you know, they were successful. I thought, um, you know, we struggled to get a break. Uh, in the game, there was a penalty called on, on uh, Benson that actually should have been called on on Fox, uh, and they get a power play and they get a goal out of it. Um, and it, 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 No question the penalty should have been on Fox and not Benson. So just little things like that happen and tension, but, um, you know, it's uh, different than other games because it's opening night, and I think the factors lined up pretty good for them. You, you you know you mentioned you're getting more respect. You feel like more teams will have an eye on trying to slow you guys down. And, and what's the best way to pull a team out of that? Is it scoring early and making sure that you, they they get in your kind of game? Well, scoring first probably better than scoring early. Um, I mean, scoring early is great, but but I think more importantly, first. Um, and does that mean you score first, or does that mean you don't allow them to score first? That's that's kind of the tricky component. Uh, obviously we've, we've talked about it a lot, but when you have a lead, uh, teams like that, they can't sit back anymore. So, so they're, they, they expose themselves. They're vulnerable, uh, as, uh, as we do too, you know, when you fall down a goal, you, you, you have to take, uh, everything's a discretion on the ice. Cause it's not a set play. Like, like you'd have in football, a snap and you guys are running routes. Everything is, is flow of the game. And so you're always making these split second decisions can I jump to offense and you're, you're cheating a little bit more toward offense and, and jumping when you're down a goal. Cause you need a goal and you're obviously more vulnerable in that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the NHL stats, when you score first, it's incredible. Uh, the winning percentage of that, um, a real challenge. That's why over the years I've talked about the need to develop offense because very, very few teams can come back. Uh, very few teams outscore their mistakes and very few teams come back from, from a deficit uh, the answer, as you asked, I would say more depth. And I'd move Tuck around through training camp because if we can split Thompson and Tuck on two different lines, who do you match the top D against if you're the other coach? So if you have more depth in scoring, right now the middle stead line is going real good. Now if you go into a game, do, the, do they put the top D against the middle stead line or they put it against the Thompson line or they put it against the cousin line if we get them going? Um, and, and our depth, I think, is going to be the key for us in the future. Uh, but we'll see. And on the middle stat line, you mentioned that through two games, I mean, they've been very noticeable. How, how have you thought of Zach Benson's first couple games? I mean, he, he makes the play 
but starting at the neutral zone and then in the offensive zone on the Greenway goal. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to keep an eye on him away from the puck, too, just because he's a curious player to watch. And he just always seems to be moving around. So to your eyes, has you know as much as he's doing with the puck, what, what do you see him doing in the, the overall game? Well, he, he's he's very, very impressive. Uh, we've had an array of, of talented guys that I think our fans are, have started to identify with or not started, they have identified with and, and come to love. Thompson, Darlene, Tuck, Skinner, on and on, Cousins. And, and you know, add Zach Benson into this because if you watch him, you're going to love him. Uh, and, Joe, you, you, you hit it right. Uh, his play without the puck, we talk to guys a lot about controlling your momentum, not letting your momentum control you. And you'll see guys, you know, they, they try to keep their momentum in the game because you get up to faster speed quicker if you have a little bit of momentum, but they overskate good areas of the ice where the puck might jump out to. Uh, Zach does a tremendous job of not allowing his momentum to control him. He keeps himself in really optimal position for where the puck's going to pop out. Uh, and and he, he just does that extremely well. And then obviously you combine it with so many other skills that he has. It's a lot of fun to watch. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that he does without the puck to get himself ready for when the puck comes out of a scrum or out of the battle and moves to the next area. He's, he's a step ahead of most. Uh, and I say most, most of the league. And that, that's... That's a very, very unique skill. It's a very talented uh, component of this game. Sabres head coach John Granato talking about tonight's uh, matchup with the Lightning and the team in general as they uh, play at home tonight. Don, the Paterka cousins Olofsson line, some, uh, I guess, a, a rough start from this year, some of the underlying numbers not exactly um, all that nice looking right now. But what do you think about that line in general? Why, why that grouping together? Well, Dylan doesn't look, you know, hasn't looked like himself uh, in two games yet, and we all know the impact of Dylan when he's on his game. So, you know, I think he's just finding his game early in the season. Not unnatural. I think there's lots of players and lots of talented players through the league going through the same thing. So it's not a panic in that sense. He's going to find it, uh, as is that Thompson line. Uh, you know, you see it in practice every day. You know it's coming. So, uh, but. That said, on the coaching side, you're always looking to see what you can do to help him. He he is without Jack Quinn, uh, he and Paterka, and um, you know that's something we're, we've we've been looking at engaging. It's something that we will we will tweak as necessary. Um, you know, we've given it two games now. I think that's uh, that that that's a you know, that's more than one game. It's more than no games. You start looking at it and thinking, okay, when, when is the right time to, to, to make a move? And when you're making a move, you don't want to disrupt another line as well, especially if they're playing well. Um, so there's all sorts of things to consider. Uh, we're not content with it. We, we we're going to figure out if there's anything we can do to help uh, Dylan get going. J.J. Paterka, on the other hand, looks great. Uh, he looks He's a better version of, of last year by virtue of the experience he's gained, and that's really, really exciting. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, I have full faith that Dylan will get things going uh, to his liking, and we'll do what we can in the process to help him. I want to go back to Saturday's game for a moment with you, Don. The offsides challenge in the third period, I mean, I, I thought when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, that looks like offsides. And then I heard them talking about it on the broadcast, and – 
it, it became like, well, this is going to come down to like an interpretation of like what is possession because the player's backing in. So I guess I, if you want on the specific play as well, but because there's a penalty attached to offside challenges, do you have a philosophy on like how sure you have to be on an offside challenge? Is it a is it just a go with the flow? You know, kind of take it time to time basis. How do you approach it? Well, first of all, you got to be confident in your penalty kill. Um, you know, just as a side note to that. But um, honestly, Joe, it's you got to you got to be confident in your team overall, and you also like to me that was offsides. Long enough, I've watched the game uh, plenty. And he did not have control until he actually was in the zone after the play. So now you're talking about a subjective, the linesman that called it on the ice is the linesman that then reviews it. So he's got to overturn his own decision. And sometimes, uh, who knows, they don't want to look bad. I, I don't, I don't know the answer, but, um, but I think one of the assistants told me I was flipping games last night. I missed it. I guess there was one in the Toronto game that looked similar to identical and they ruled the other way. So so that might be something to look, look up as you ask that question. I'm going to look it up, too, to, to see. But, again, it comes down to subjective. So one night, one linesman can call it one way, and the next night another one can interpret it the other way. And it sounds like that happened. I'll look that up myself. Um, but in that particular instance, I can tell you, there was no way I was not calling for a review. Sabres head coach Don Granato. Don, when it comes to uh, handling three goaltenders – what kind of timeline, how far out are you looking at it? Is it subject to kind of day-to-day review? Well, it is. Everything's day-to-day review because you're taking kind of an inventory of everything when you come in here, uh, mood, you know, where we're at, uh, what's going on, where we're at with respect to the league and respect to what we want to progress in. So, yeah, it is day-to-day. Right now we've had no issue with three goalies. Uh, Devin is – you know, established himself as kind of the guy, the, the number one guy, uh, you know, right now um, he has a lot of potential because he's got fewer NHL games than the other guys. So we think that, you know, if he get, can, we can get him some games and get him in a rhythm, he's, he's internalizing and learning at a faster pace because everything's a newer experience for him or a new experience for him. Um, so he, you know, we've made a decision based on some of those criteria. If, if, if you want a better understanding, uh, why he's had the first two games, um, and he'll probably get more. We're, we're working to get him in a rhythm as a priority, um, uh, for those reasons that I just mentioned and the fact that he's a pretty darn skilled, skilled goaltender. So, um, you know, as far as then the three, we'll just keep going day by day and see where we're at um, in the context of a lot of other things, I guess. You don't have any sort of like numbers in terms of you're aiming to get Devin X number of games or you have a ceiling. Like I'd imagine the sports science department, is it, is that something that checks in on, make sure we're not over whatever, stretching this player too far. Um, That's why I ask about day to day versus like a bigger picture. You know, you could, you could enter a season and say, uh, Devin by no means could go over 48 games or whatever it might be. Yes, you're, you're, you're absolutely right about the sports science in monitoring him, but it's day by day. It's, it's not, I think if you're looking at long term, you're saying we don't know what the long term number is but it's going to be based on the numbers that come in each and every day in accumulation. So uh, 
you know, if we don't manage it right, it might only be 48 games. If we manage it right day to day, can we squeeze out 55? We don't know the number, but we know if we manage it right, we're going to be able to squeeze out more games. Um, and, and that's, again, saying that, you know, we want him to just play more games. You know, that's saying, you know, we want him to play all games, which isn't the case. You know, we, we do we do have confidence in the other guys, in, in Upi and, and Combs. Um, but if we're just looking at Devin in the process of it, yes, our sports guy, science team monitors it every day, uh, his workload, as they do with every player, and we manage it so there's enough rest ratio to, to minimize that wear and tear over the long term. And finally, Don, before I let you go, it's Tampa tonight. And I'll be honest, Joe and I sit here and talk about the Lightning a lot as a team that, you know, if you're going to make the playoffs, trying to make the playoffs this year, you've got to pass a couple of teams. And this is uh, – I mean, you're not saying they're ripe for the taking. Joe and I will say that a little bit. Um, do you have a little bit more of a focus on divisional opponents? Because, you know, in the room, as you're talking about the importance of each and every game, this this is one. This is a team you're trying to finish ahead of. Well, there is absolutely an importance when you can win in the division because it assures a loss on the other side. So from that standpoint, it, you know, these games absolutely are helpful and more helpful than than if you beat Anaheim, say. Um uh, so in, in Tampa was somewhere else in one. Um, so absolutely for that reason, uh, there, there is, um, every game's important. So you don't want to diminish, you know, I don't want to tell you this game's more important than the next one. Every single game is important, but what's important for us is, is I, again, as I started, I'm very confident that in our team from this, you know, you, as a coach, you, you, over the years and decades, you learn and grab an understanding of the process of getting better as a team. Um, we're, we're, I understand that process. I think it's pretty clear when I sit and watch these guys every day and I watch break the film down. We, we, we did a lot of good things in the game the other day. Um, we're, I'm confident we're going to, we're going to win games. I don't want to say that we have to, it's a must win tonight. It's you got to be Tampa. Uh, I just think you got 82 games the way I look at our team. Uh, I'm confident that we're going to win enough to be where we want to be, and that's playoffs. And uh, whether whether we win tonight or not, I'm not going to live or die by it, but, uh, but I do expect uh, us to win. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.